Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by GlanbiaConnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming program. And once again, I have a busy show for you this week. When on this week's program, I'll have a grain harvest update and look at the prospects for the remainder of crops to be harvested. I'll also hear about the very successful knock-me-down honey business in West Waterford. And I'll talk with legendary horse trainer John Kiley about an unbelievable run of successes at Tremor over the decades. And plus, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbiaConnect.com. Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, with the harvest in full swing for 2021, earlier this week I went along to catch up with Donald Fitzgerald, well-known Clashmore native and, of course, part and parcel of the gold crop in East Cork. First of all, Donald, harvest so far, so far, so good. Yes, Kieran. Uh, I think 2021 has been a very positive harvest to date. Winter barley has started off very well. We had tremendous weather, low moistures, good yields, and that's followed on into the spring barley crop as well, where, to be fair, we're seeing um, some really, really good yields of spring barley very good quality as well particularly from a malting perspective we've seen oats winter oats I suppose no, no spring oats cut to date but winter oats has been very good and I've seen some tremendous yields of spring oats you know touching four tons an acre or even more which is very rare for that crop and there's the early indications of winter wheat which is going under the knife at the moment as that's following through so to be fair the, the really good weather we got in June and July has paid dividends there's nothing like good sunshine to get yields into crops I suppose when the farmer puts the crop in the ground day one he's hoping that you know the holy trinity as we call it where you try to get the, the yield right you try to get the price right and you hope then that the weather will come right too so at the moment those three things have aligned uh, the market prices are strong and they're probably increasing in value if anything so it's all right. leaning towards a very positive positive and optimistic outlook obviously with winter probably 50% of the overall crop we're into the spring barley in particular which is still the largest crop in the region and indeed nationally as well how, how is the spring barley looking number one and secondly obviously weather from here on in is going to play a huge role yeah I, look Spring barley so far has been very good. Early sown crops have yielded well. Quality is good. Um, we're probably about 40% of the way in terms of all the spring barley in the country cut. So there's still a sizable chunk of barley to be got. And a lot of the barley is coming ripe now these days. And I suppose the varieties we have, a lot of them are, are, are tending to break down in straw if they get some bad weather when they're ripe. So the next uh, week to 10 days is pretty critical, really, in terms of trying to make sure we keep as much of that yield as possible in so the trailer. you had a real delicate situation now. Crops are ready to be harvested. Yeah. If the weather was to break, you'd be very worried about lodging and the breakdown and, uh, and heads coming up. Uh, those type of issues, yeah, and maybe sprouting and wheat is another issue that you could have. Right. Um, but look, we, we don't want to wish any doomsday scenarios like that on us, but I know the forecast for the weekend isn't as good as we were hoping for, And uh, but um, look, the machinery that's there nowadays can get through work very, very quickly. And uh, please God, the, the crops will come out uh, into the trailer yeah. as they should. Now, malting barley, of course, is a huge part of the spring barley crop, and a lot of farmers down here in the southeast looking for that added value with malting barley. How are they looking, and uh, how 
how is that aligning particularly as regards protein? Yeah, it's it's an unusual year, Kieran, because I suppose the thresholds for malted barley are that you want it to be under, say, 10.5% for brewing. In protein. And in protein, that, that is right, yeah. And maybe for, for distilling barley, you might need um, something a bit less than that. The proteins this year, a lot of them are coming in at as low as 8%. And it's because of the yield uh, being so high, the proteins are diluted. So, I, I mean, we, we talk about malting barley, but really nowadays we're talking about two different types of malting barley. You have brewing barley, which is what's used for beer, and distilling barley, which is what's used for spirits and whiskey in production. And different protein requirements? Different protein requirements, yeah. The, the lower the protein oh. is what's required for distilling, and a slightly higher protein for brewing. So, so uh, that's a new one, really, far, far grower, because normally protein, w- w- malting barley was malting barley. Yeah, it was, I suppose. No, the last few years it's been differentiated a bit more, and we have varieties now that are, 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 are more destined for distilling than they are for brewing, and vice versa. Um, and I know the, the major uh, maltsters in the country are trying to find varieties nowadays that they, they work both ways, if you know what I mean. So they're these called non-GN varieties, and if you get those, you, if you have two chances to sell it, you can sell it as a whiskey production or for a beer production. So Interesting. As regards oats, of course, a lot of oats, you mentioned the good yield so far in winter oats and whatever. Oats down here in the southeast, huge, huge demand. Again, added value, you have, you have the Flavins contract, you have the equine oats with, with Lamby, and indeed, the, and now the um, gluten-free oats. Yeah, um, gluten-free is, a, is it becoming a big part. I suppose, look, the, the, the move towards plant-based diets and everything else is focusing on, on plant-based foods and gluten-free as a, and, and as a, as a lifestyle choice is becoming more popular for people as, as, as they look at you know what suits them better. Gluten-free oats is, is, is becoming more popular uh, in, in the line of food ingredients and oatmeal and foods that go with that. Um, equine oats obviously is a huge part of what we do. But the oats market is, is it, it's easily tipped over and if we get a very big overproduction into the feed oat market it's not easy to move that. So it's important as well as when we're growing oats we try and find a value-added market for it. There's a number of them out there. Um, the Flavin contract is huge down here. Oh, it's very very important to the, to the growers in the southeast, indeed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see that the tradition that Flavins bring to the, the table is being maintained and, and their story is quite unique really when you look at it. And you might have seen there in recently there was a, a big case in the UK where a, a multinational oat drink manufacturer took another smaller manufacturer to court over the use of a name or something like that. Uh, but it didn't win. So, you know, oat milk or oat drinks, I suppose we can call it milk, we call it an oat drink. And uh, that's becoming another option for, for, for the use of oats in the, going forward. So overall, so far so good. Winter corn has performed well and you and you're pretty hopeful across the board as regards the spring crop. Yeah, I mean, so far so good. Uh, uh, certainly the stores are going to be well full this year based on the yields we're seeing so far. We might struggle to fit it all in in the end, but that's a good complaint. We're probably approaching nearly nearly halfway in terms of what's to be harvested overall. Um, and if we can get the, the, the second half, shall we say, to finish out as good as the first one, well then we'll be going very well. So. Dolan Fitzgerald, Tilly Specialist at Gold Corp, and of course Clashmore Native. As always, Dolan, thanks for the update and hopefully we'll talk to you at the end of what should be a record and bumper harvest. Thanks for talking. Thank you, Kieran. Well, a new exciting stand at the weekly Lismore Farmers Market, indeed Dungarvan Farmers Market, has been the Knotmeal Down Honey and Tilly's Natural Cosmetics. So I got a chance to talk to the man himself, Marek Kojal. Marek, first of all, great to see you here in Dungarvan. It's a big day for you, these farmer markets. It's really lovely to see everybody come. I'm actually doing the honey since about eight, nine years. I started here in Dungarvan Farm Market and it's gone really well for me. We started about nine years ago. I started with just three hives. I became a passionate and obsession for me yes and uh 
today I have in around 100 beehives. It's still passion, it's my hobby. I love to share all the information about my bees, how I get the honey, from where the honey is coming. One thing what I never will do, I never will heat my honey. It's just pure from the hive into the jar and there's no heating, filtering, no mixing, blending, completely no. When you speak in natural, you're up in the foothills and up mill downs with, with the heather, the gorse. It's, it's real natural environment for the bees. Actually, really lucky about this because in foot of the knock mill down we have no big apicultural things. There's not much spraying and uh, no any chemicalians. And the bees actually flying three miles around the hives and uh, gathering all the blackberries, clover, uh, fireweeds and everything. So when you arrived in Ireland, first of all, where are you actually from? That's not a local accent, number one. And how did you end up where you're based now? I met my wife about 15 years ago. She's from Torlas and Tib woman. Uh, woman, of course. Uh, we won't mention her. <laughs> no. The funny story is uh, my wife, uh, mom, used to live in Knockmill Down already years ago. Oh. She married to Joe Delaney. He's living in uh, Torlas. Oh, but we bought a site in Knockmill Down uh, from her uncle and we built actually a couple of miles away a house in uh, Knockmill Down. And was the honey business something you were involved in back home and uh, or was it something that you developed? I'll be honest with you, no. My actually wife was nagging me about 10 years ago to go and uh, be involved with the beekeeping. Yes. And I said no, but eventually, you know, like Irish woman, yeah. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> you gave in. And I gave in. I went to the meeting in Dongaven for the beekeeping as a yes, association. And uh, the bulb click, and I is so lovely to actually keep bees. It's a really passion. A lot of people on the outside, and I've spoken to several on this before, are worried about working with bees. Um, everyone thinks of getting stung by bees and whatever. Were you initially frightened, or, or did you take it pretty easily and the whole procedure involved? I I was not uh, really afraid from strong from bees and uh, of course it is sore from start when I started to use it is really sore you swell but after two three years if you get strong uh, by bee it's it's I get just used it's uh, that be sometimes okay. maybe 20 things a day but I not swell anymore you really I'm love not. what you're at I just you're I can talk man. I am kind I can talk all day long about my bees and how I doing everything right. Marek obviously you had an idea you started producing this beautiful honey then of course you had to sell it where do you sell most of your products and how important are the farmer markets both here in Dungarvan and indeed in Lismore as well I selling in Lismore in uh, local shops like Centra so, uh, Centra Landos uh, I uh, selling as well in Capaquin in Super Value and uh, Dungarvan I have uh, always uh, Blaster, Rob and Anne from Blaster is selling as well okay. to Country Store and to Echo Store in uh, Dongarvan. So you're getting great support locally? Oh yeah, of course. I look, I uh, it's just not the honey, it's also always the pollination of everything. It's such a big benefit. And Now, the range you have display here, obviously if you're a beautiful honey blossom, uh, not milled down honey blossom honey, but you also have the lovely, um, what do you actually call the, this honey? It's called uh, Kutkom, it's a section. Honeycomb. It's honeycomb. It's just from the from the hive. Yes. It's not extracting no nothing. It's just you cut with a knife. It's as, as natural uh, as you can get. Natural as you can get, and you can actually eat the wax. And wax contains lots of vitamin B, and it's really healthy for you. Now, as regards Tilly's natural cosmetics, obviously your good wife Michelle yes. is really the driver of this end. You might tell our listeners about the range you have here. I start to produce a lip balm, and uh, I start to sell this to local pharmacy uh, Marimina in uh, Lismore. And then uh, with a while we did 
did develop the dry skin salve for eczema and all the dry skin. Okay. Uh, and then we developed as well hand cream. It's uh, really good for hands and for feet. And how is that going for you? What that side of the business? It's a really lovely. This, you see, I'm producing lots of beeswax when I'm beekeeper. Okay. And all the lovely beeswax is coming to Aura Cosmetic. So pure, pure natural. There is no chemicalian involved. Nothing in the hand creams. It's just the all organic stuff. I won't hold you long more. There's customers waiting to be served. But as regards the farmer markets, how important is Dungarvan and Lismore Farmers Market on a Sunday for you? It's really lovely to talk with all the people and explain uh, that the honey is not coming from anywhere else. as a local honey, the local producer. And of course the food festival, the West Warford and the Harvest are, are, are very important for you. The, the, unfortunately none this year, but hopefully back next year. We're hoping for next year and uh, I'm waiting for the events. Well, Mark, you're a long way from home. Where are you actually from? Um, what city are you actually from? I'm actually from uh, Wrocław. Right. A bit far away. Bit and far away. Uh, the thing is, I'm half German, half Polish. Uh, my mum is a German oh. and my dad is, a, is a Polish. But you're very much a Warford man now, not a tip man. Um, talk to Michelle. I talk to my <laughs> wife. <laughs> you're on Jesus. the right side of the border. <laughs> Listen, very best to look with your not milled down honey and Tilly's natural cosmetic. It's a great story. Best to look. And I'm delighted that the people of West Warford are supporting you so well. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbeaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. And you're welcome back to part two of Farm View. Now, before I talk to legendary horse trainer John Kiley, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. Turning to our farmer markets and country markets, indeed, what an array of local farm fresh products we have on offer every week across the city and county. This Saturday morning, Wofford Farmers Market, John Roberts Square, Tremor Farmers Market, Priest Road, Tremor, and also, of course, Saturday morning, Strabley Farmers Market in Strably from 10 until 1. Sunday, Lismore Farmers Market, Castle Avenue, Lismore, running from 10 until 4. And also we have the Ardmore Farmers Market on Sunday, just off the Beach Car Park, which runs from 11 until 3. Thursday's Dungarvan Farmers Market, as always, in Grattan Square, a hive of activity every Thursday from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings, we've Dungarvan Country Markets, now back at the Causeway Tennis Club and Abbeyside from 9 until 1. And also in the city, we've Wofford Farmers Market in St. Olaf's Hall, again running from 9 until 1. Now on the show jumping front, a very successful Shanakil House of Centre. Well, their summer leagues continue every Friday evening from 5 with the final juice to take place Friday next the 27th. We'll have more details on next week's programme. And a date for your dairy for dairy farmers. Don't forget the very important Chagas Moor Park event will take place over three days in September, Tuesday 14th to Thursday 16th of September. We'll have more details over the coming weeks on this big event for dairy farmers. So the Chagas Moor Park open days, put those dates in your diary. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbeaConnect.com. Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, on Thursday last, on the opening meeting of the four-day Tremor Festival in the winner's enclosure at the final race was John Kiley, Liz Fennell, Dungarvan. And that winner marked an unbelievable record of wins with the Kiley family dating back to the early 50s. So early in the week, I went out to Liz Fennell to meet the man himself. John, first of all, getting a winner in Tremor is always special to you, but it's unbelievable the association you've had with the track. So winning in your local track to the Kiley family has always been something special. Yes, we always got a thrill that that's where we got the bug in 1953. We had our first runner there and she won and the local Pini O'Donnell 
rode her and she went out again the last day and she won next time. We were so lucky because if we didn't have such a local track, we mightn't have travelled much farther. And so we got the bug and we're going there since. And John, you setting out, of course, your dad's, you were steeped in horses yourself and Paddy and Matt and all of the family and David. You, horses had always been your life, but as you say, the Tremor track always was something special for the Kylie family. Yes, well, the sire of our first runners stood in Lisnakil, which was local to Tremor. And at that time, transport of mares wasn't easy. They had to be walked to the nearest stallion. And when the foal was born, he was taken back in a foal trap uh, to be grazed and grown until they matured to being three and four year olds. So it was local. And John, at what age did you decide racing was going to be your career? Or was it always going to be your career? <laughs> I'm sure every young person in the country when they leave school wonder what future they'll have. And I wouldn't have been any different from them. I was at home, I was keen on farming, and I didn't like school. And my parents were encouraging me to go to school. But we happened to have a few horses on the farm, so I dedicated my time to riding those horses. I can tell you there wasn't much money from them. but It was a labour of love. Yeah, but we got such a thrill, and it has continued. And John, people might not realise, out here in Lisfeld, you also have been running a very successful dairy farm, and they kind of complemented each other over the years. When my mother died, she realised there's little or no return from horses so she said whatever you'll do keep your herd of cows and I listened to her and I'm not sorry John hasn't Warford become uh, an unbelievable hotbed of national hunt racing always had to be but in the last few decades in particular the number of horses and small trainers and large trainers within the county has been unreal and successful trainers well I suppose that's to do with Irish natural instinct for horses people sometimes would feed their horse before they'd feed themselves and naturally and that's the beauty of racing and having the facility in Tremor which almost passed by but for the effort of locals who put their heads together and revitalised it and it's there for hopefully the next hundred years. And John really people might not realise today but 30 odd years ago it was really in jeopardy it looked like we might lose trauma but as you say certain individuals, business people and people in, in, into the horse industry saved what could have been a disaster for the area to lose the trauma track. Definitely in my lifetime I have seen at least five race courses go by the board and the saddest one of all was Tralee and it just goes to show that without a local effort anything won't survive whether it be GAA or hurling or soccer it's it's the interest but Tralee was one of the most successful race meetings it coincided with the Rose of Tralee and yet when the chips were down there wasn't enough interest in the area to keep it going hence it's gone I saw Baldile go Phoenix Park go Tume go Mullingar go just for lack yeah. of interest and John really from a trainer's point of view having that local track as we mentioned earlier is so important and it's only when a facility like Tremor if it wasn't there people would only start saying why didn't we keep it so it's really gone from strength to strength unfortunately hadn't crowds last week but my god well done to Ona and current chairman Carl Casey and all the directors over the years well those are the people we have to thank for having it yes Mr. Peter Queeley, I'm sure, was the instinct in the beginning of it. The former chairman. Yeah. Yeah. And John, as regards training horses, one thing that I've noticed with you over the year, you're a great man to give an animal time. You don't rush the animals. And at what stage would you go to an owner and say, look, we're on a a beaten docket here? Or do you always feel every horse has a potential? It's finding the race or the distance that would suit. Well, for me, owners were always important because without the owner, any of us wouldn't have horses. And... The owners need to be fairly comfortable financially 
because it's a big expense and sometimes they may never have a return but they still keep coming and John I know you're in your 80s and you won't yeah. mind me saying that oh. but uh, you're you're out at the gallops again this morning you haven't lost the enthusiasm but uh, it's fantastic it's really uh, it's part and parcel of your life but you haven't lost that enthusiasm for preparing horses for the next big day no I get pleasure from it and uh, it's been always my interest to have something like that yeah uh, to be occupied with and when my health permits me I'd like to continue Well John once again well done it was a great success a great week last week for local connections but in particular for yourself to have a winner at Tremor Festival keeping up that great tradition dating back to the early 50s to you and all the Kylie family your late parents your wife Mary and your brothers and all involved and all the crew here Tommy and all the lads it's a real team effort but well done keeping this Fennel flag final and the Kylie flag flying and also of course keeping up your great support for Tremor John thanks for talking to me Thank you and before I go on the racing front we had a good week again for local Warford Connections Cross Channel with wins for Dungarvan jock Trevor Whelan who was in the winner's enclosure at Nottingham and Bath and also fantastic win for Dungarvan owner trainer combination of John and Miriam Queeley who were in the winner's enclosure at York with a very very impressive winner indeed so well done to all involved there while back home what a four days we had a Tremor for locals Dungarvan trainer John Queeley in the winner's enclosure there again also Taller trainer Ken Bolts for the Connery family from Clashmore Dungarvan trainer John Kiley who we featured on this week's programme trainer Pat Flynn as well as knocking trainer Henry de Bramot and Tallow trainer the Evergreen and owner John Morrison from Tallow while also I want to say well done to Mike O'Connor stable jockey at Henry de Bramot's on becoming leading rider at the festival so well done to Owen, Carl and all involved in fantastic four days at Tremor and also during the week with a nice winner for Ardmore owner breeder at Leperstown for Brian Gleeson so that's it for this week's programme once again my thanks to Ollie for all his help in putting this week's programme together so stay safe and I'll talk to you same time next week Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbeaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.